One, two, three, four. As you can see, we are uh, having an absolute stinker this evening because that wasn't the big draft preview. Well, this isn't the big draft preview. We have no producer, but we have a new producer for, for this week. I'm on my phone because I'm having some technical issues as well. Tom's not 100% either. Um, it's just a, a disaster of a, of a week. Uh, however, we do have a couple of bits to talk about um, before the four guys from the Overtime Show come on. Uh, and the first thing I wanted to mention was some new items uh, I managed to get hold of this week. Now, I'm going to try and um, put my face mask inside this glass so you can kind of see it a little bit better. <laughs> but um, I've managed to get my hands on a, a Raiders pint glass, uh, which I think looks pretty, pretty cool, if I'm being honest. Really? Um, and... The very nice guys down at the uh, the place that made them, which our producer should be putting across the bottom now, if he's listening. <laughs> Just had a picture come up. <laughs> but they also um, made this for me. There we go. There it is. Um, they made this for me as well. Uh, I'll just give them an idea. It's beautiful. And it is absolutely stunning. Um, now... Because I'm on my phone, I can't quite see it, but it's yeah, it's Elm Bank, Elm Bank Laser Craft. Um, yeah. They do NFL glasses, pint glasses. The price of a pint glass is a tenner plus shipping, but they have done us a deal where for the next seven days, if you use discount code 
third and short, which I'm sure um, bone, producer Bones will uh, throw across the bottom now. It's, it's, the, it's the three RD ampersand short. Um, we'll get you 10% off any of the NFL pint glasses this week. I think that runs out on either Sunday or Monday next week. Yeah. Um, well worth doing. I think they've had a couple of orders already. Um, and you can use it once per account. So if you are going to order a few, for, you can personalise them as well. You can put your name at the bottom or whatever you want. There we go. Um, right slap bang in the middle of, uh, of the screen. <laughs> I'm on the phone, so I don't know if that's what it's supposed to look like. But uh, there we go. <laughs> This is, this is funny. Um, yeah, jump on that. If you're going to order multiple, order them in one go because you'll get the discount code off all of them. Uh, as I said, it's yeah. a single-use code. I think Tom's ordering a couple. I know a few other lads are ordering some. Um, so, yeah, mass, give them a follow on Instagram. Um, we'll put details on our socials. I think I put it on Instagram this morning, but we'll put it on the Facebook and the Twitter as well. Uh, really good guys. Got chatting to them, and they were, they were more than happy to do as a discount code for a week. And um, and yeah, I think I think they're really really smart as well. Um, and can't believe I've actually got our logo on a glass. There we go. Looks looks sick. Uh, so yeah, give them a follow and all that sort of stuff. Use the uh, use the discount code. Producer's getting his money's worth here, isn't he? Uh, we're getting our money's worth. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Good work, Bones. We love it. Uh, yeah. So we have no Jamie either. Jamie's um, uh, we've sacked him. Um, we've got <laughs> We've had a meeting um, and we couldn't look past the episode where we had no sound and, uh, because there's now eight of us involved. Um, we took a vote and uh, we decided to sack him. So no, we haven't really. Jamie will be back next week, um, all being well. Um, and I think there's only a couple of other bits to talk about. The first thing I wanted to mention, Tom, was um, there was a comment I made last week where I called um, Elusive Poet a more... Um, for thinking the AFC East was a strong division. And he's commented since then, um, saying that, um, you know, we all took it, a, we're all a bit sensitive, or I think he aimed it at me. Um, but my, he, his argument was that the um, the AFC North have the Bengals and the AFC East have the Jets. But I think it was pointed out by Bones, I think, where it was the AFC North had three playoff teams last year and the AFC yeah. East had one. So... You're still a fucking moron, pal. Um, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm happy to invite you on the show and we'll have it out. I don't even know who you are, but um, you know, and I'm only joking. We're, we're, we're really pleased to have you as a new listener. I don't, I don't genuinely don't know who you are, um, but I was just justifying that um, the AFC North had three playoff teams and the AFC East had one. So you'll um, also probably realise that a fucking moron is a weak insult for us. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, if you're new to the show. It, it, there's no offence meant by it all. Well, it probably is because it's Matt that said it, but um, yeah, it's, if I, if I'm it, it's just part of the past. It's a term of yeah. endearment for me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so oh, get in touch. We're always after new guests, so it'd be great to have you on. Um, just just message the Twitter, JP or Gaz will jump on and get you sorted, get you booked in. Um, we need content, as you can tell. <laughs> me and Matt are here to fill a 10-minute gap until overtime starts. So we're happy to have someone on that we've insulted. We're done. <laughs> yeah. so the, the only other thing I wanted to bring up was uh, the London games have been announced, haven't they? Uh, yes. For October time. Uh, and obviously, I'm sure most of the group chat and ourselves are going to be looking at going. Um, it's Dolphins, Jags, isn't it? And then... Falcons Jets, yeah. I think is it? Jets, yeah. Not not two great matchups really. Um, but uh, at least, I at think least the Dolphins and Jags is probably the most exciting one, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, 
get to see. But then again, I suppose you can pick players out of them all that you'll want to see. Like, you know, I imagine a load of people will want to see Pitts live. And then yeah. you've got all the Jets first rounders that you've had. Let's see what Zach Wilson's like and everything yeah. like that. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, hopefully, we'll get it sorted. Hopefully, Mr. Love will add some value to the group rather than just sharing the same thing that's been shared over and over again and uh, sorts us sort us out something to do with the UK games. Um, if you're listening, that is. <laughs> um, yeah, can't, I, I can't. I can't wait for. Hopefully, we can get some tickets. This will be my first one that that we'll be going to. Um, Ties in perfectly for us, doesn't it, with with our mate's birthday, who's a, a Jags fan. Yeah. Um, so it'd be great if we can get it. Yeah, yeah I think that's about it. <laughs> Nothing else has yeah. happened, does it? <laughs> we just wanted to make sure we, we showed our faces more than anything. Yeah, I'm, I'm keeping the streak alive. I know I popped on for three minutes a couple of weeks ago. Um, <laughs> I've just about <laughs> doubled that, I think, this week. Um, but, um, yeah, whilst it's the off-season, it was part of the reason why we brought in the overtime guys so they could... Their knowledge is far better than ours, I think that's fair to say. Uh, and they're probably more likeable than we are, if I'm being honest. Um... <laughs> Agreed. <laughs> and I'm sure Lucy Poet would probably agree. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, but, um, yeah, it's um, and enjoy the next part of the show. I think they've got what, uh, which division are they in this week? Um, Vikings yes. and the likes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so they'll all pick um... a team again. Um, NFC North, that's it. Yeah, and um, I can't remember who's got what team, but it should be entertaining. It was good last week. I managed to watch it um, for the first yeah. time. Watch pretty much a full episode that I wasn't involved in. Uh, it was, it it's was great. Fun. It's. It, I'm still. I'm. I'm still learning as well. I know you are as well, Tom. Um, so it's good. Absolutely. To get perhaps an unbiased opinion of some of the teams. Really, it'd be interesting to see how they fare when it comes to their own teams. You know, you've got. A, yeah. JP and the 49ers, I think he'll be really, really good at breaking down his team. I really hope Mark goes in on the Raiders. Um, I think he will. <laughs> um, and, 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 and Jordan is Jordan's too too laid back for me. Uh, he's just a casual, isn't he? Um, Loves it. And then um, and Bones Bones uh, will talk about the run heavy team of the Lions, which uh, I'm sure, sure they're not. Uh, I can't say much because he produces, or he can boot me off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. I know it's a first to be fair, mate. You know, he'll normally message me saying, like, what time's the show? At 10 o'clock at night. I'm looking forward to the, the NFC East, um, just purely for Mark to take the Giants. And just, he's already said he's just going to heap it all on DJ. Um, so I'll probably jump on for that episode as well, just so I can try and fight his corner a little bit. But yeah, I, I, I really like them. I think it's a great eight weeks of content we've got with those guys. And, and by the time it's coming towards the end, they'll have more. There's just loads that they want to delve into. So for those that you want to learn deeper, but also those that you're already at that knowledge and just want to hear people's opinions on it, why, why not listen to them? It's far more entertaining than, than me and Matt just chatting crap for 40 minutes before. <laughs> Um, they, they talked today about doing a, like a proper quarterback um, analysis, didn't they, of, of what they see before the snap and what they have to take in. So that'd be really good because a lot, I don't think a lot of people know that most quarterbacks will look at the lineup from the other team, how they've how they've set up, and try and predict yeah. what they're going to do. There's a great clip of Philip Rivers, isn't there? Of, of, uh, <laughs> I can't remember what, what but he, he picks out like number five, five two or whatever he says. You're going to do this. You're going to do. And he does do it. And the, yeah. the defender says to it something like, how did you know what I was going to do before I knew what I was going to do? Um, yeah. 
bandaging on my core by play better yeah. than me. Yeah. <laughs> he said he was lining up wrong or something, didn't he? He was like, yeah. you're lining up wrong. Like, yeah. yeah, it's oh. great. It's so it'd be good to, to hopefully, um, whichever producer we have on at the time. Now we've got multiple producers. We've also got an IT yeah. guy, JP, who's tried to do yeah. IP <laughs> remotely tonight. Uh, I don't what I mean, what, what are we here for? We don't need just a filler, absolute filler. Just need to have the children to get on, <laughs> but yeah, That's hopefully, it. they're all they're all on now, and uh, we can, yeah, um, we can pass over the, the baton. And uh, are they joining us or are they just gonna boot us off? I don't know. I, I imagine, yeah, here we go. Phone's gonna bring him in one by one. There we go. There we go. Perfect. So I suppose I suppose we, we we leave it to you then. Mark, are you are you being the host again as per last week? I'm not this time. No, no. We decided to have a little switch around each week. Just uh, in joke, Rocky Balboa in the background there. <laughs> just, just, uh, just what's the joke? Mark? Where's his other hand? In joke, <laughs> Rocky in the background. For those who are in the know. But no, I'm not doing the hosting this week. Uh, who is doing the hosting this week? Did we decide? Was it you, Bones? I think I think it was. I- I've got my hands Ooh. full though. <laughs> Bones producing and hosting. Um, not not setting myself an easy task this week. No. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't big Jamie up when he's not here. This you know, it's a doggle. It's a doggle. Nope. No, you not. definitely <laughs> want to. <laughs> I, I don't know if anyone saw that, but his door just opened as he went off camera. I think Jamie's just come to kill him for taking. No, his I was breath. just. <laughs> I was getting my uh, my beer. I, oh, I forgot my beer of the week. Who was, who was bringing that in for you though? That you had to close the camera. Is it Lucy? It was. Yeah. I just, oh, I, 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 well. I asked her more importantly, so I don't <laughs> how, want to just... how, how long how long has Jamie been on the show and he hasn't put himself an assistant yet, has it? <laughs> I should have I, well, it was my own poor preparation that led me to this position, so I imagine we'll bounce out then. It was uh, it was lovely to see you both. Yeah, yeah. best love for me. Best love for me, but you know. We know what you were doing before this show started. Yeah. And on that <laughs> note, <laughs> I'll let you go. Four years ago, though. Tom, oh, oh Bones, I was going to I'll ask bring you back. I'll bring you back. I'm back. I'm back. Matt, Tom, before you go, have you two lost weight? Uh, it's, it's Matt Man's my phone, up, mate. It's a different camera. I'm up to two stone now. Tom's, yeah. lost. Tom's lost. Yeah, that's just my right tip, yeah. what it weighs. Well done. Matt's went off to you, yeah. See you upside down. See you later, lads. Bye. See you guys. Take care. <laughs> so, so fucked you've gone, eh? <laughs> Jesus. That was a fucking long 10 minutes, wasn't it? Oh, just a little bit, yeah. So, I think it's, well, we're on the who, well, I guess not who's going to win the NFC North. That's the wrong caption, but we are on the NFC North this week, aren't we? Um, we, we said we were going to do it alphabetically. Uh, each week. So, what's that? That was the Bears first, then, won't it? Who had the yeah. Bears in the end? Me. Me. Ah. I'm going to farm them off on Jordan. Jordan's not going to take it. We're a good try. 
Hey, to I, me, I'm going to have the best. Man, I get to talk about Justin Fields for 15 minutes. I'm, I absolutely love that. You know what I mean? Before <laughs> we go on to it, though, should we just talk a little bit about the, the NFC North as a division? Oh, yeah, you know, for what, sure. What it's normally like as a division, because we did that on the EFC yesterday. Bones, you're an NFC North stalwart. You're obviously a Lions fan. What would you see would best describe the NFC North as a kind of division within itself? It's 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 much like it was last week because it's another Northern Territory like region. So it is it is a lot of run football. It's a lot of run first offenses, you know. But then you've got people like Aaron Rodgers who's been there for ever basically now. So that's you know that's been part of the division. You've got to always factor in the Packers when that happens. Well, it's yeah, it's a predominantly run heavy division. It is it's my favorite division. I love to watch the NFC North games. I think it's got some of the most history in the whole NFL, really. So they are some of the oldest teams that the, 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 the league has to offer any of us. And there's some storied rivalries that go back like a hundred years at this point, I guess, after last year, was it? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a really good division. I think it's one of those divisions that doesn't get much attention because we don't... It doesn't change a lot. It's always normally the Packers come out top of the division and then either the Vikings or the Bears are second in the division. We're never, we're never sending three teams to the playoffs, like, realistically. That doesn't happen often anyway. Like, But it's, t- it's a tough division, I think. It's still, like, even though, though we don't send that many teams to the playoff, I don't think it's an easy division to get your wins in. And Yeah, like you say, uh, it's, it's just... It's a storied division, and that's what got me into it. Realistically, the the age of the teams and the history of it all. When I when I think of the um, NFC North, I instantly think of the Bears and the Packers. You yeah. know, like and them and that and that rivalry. There's a, there's a few rivalries in American football, which I would say where there's like proper hatred that runs through it. I think Philadelphia Eagles and New York Giants. You know, like there's a big rivalry game, Baltimore Ravens versus Pittsburgh Steelers. Is another real, you know, punch them in the face kind yeah. of like run you over rivalry game. I think to some extent, um, although it's been a bit lopsided, you know, like um, the the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders now, I suppose it is, in the Kansas City Chiefs. You know what I mean? There has been a fierce rival rivalry game, but I just think when I think of the NFC North, I automatically think of like Bears and Packers. You know, like Monday night football or prime time football, usually in November or December, horizontal sleet. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and just like a real, and, and I've got this vision of um, Aaron Rodgers, you know, like with his big mitt thing on. Oh, yeah. Body. yeah. And like his, and his, and his turtleneck pulled right up here, you know, like in, in all the, in all this, all the air, the, 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 the condensation coming off his breath. It just like it looks like a fiasco division playing. It really yeah, yeah. does. You don't want to get tackled in that division when you're playing outside at Lambo, do you? It's like hitting concrete, like on that frozen turf. Um, no, I think I think you hit on a good point that like the Bears Packers rivalry is a big one. It's the division that brought us the Thanksgiving game. I know as English people that doesn't mean a huge thing. To, we don't celebrate Thanksgiving, but it is the division that gave you the Thanksgiving Day games. So. 
Yeah. Thank think, the Lions uh, for that. I think, like uh, Mike Mart says, there with the Bears and Packers being a, a big rivalry from like thing. I think, I think the Vikings and Packers over the last few years, especially, has been really big games because Vikings have obviously they've had their past and stuff, but really on the scene recently, you know, um, I look for that game a lot in the. Um, in, in, in that division now um, over the last few years you know we've not sorry bones it might happen a, a few times <laughs> tonight but like obviously with lions not being around as much in the last um, 10 years competing even the bears as well the bears have always been maybe just getting to the playoffs but not doing much really i, I always look for that vikings packers game over the last few 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 years and they've been um, been good contests yeah, I think that's fair. I think I think saying the last ten years for the Lions is very generous. I don't think we've been competing for the last fifty-seven years, but you know, I'm sure Bones will correct us. But and I haven't looked at this stat, but I'm pretty sure that if you go around the NFL, the Lions are one of the few teams that have never played in a Super Bowl. Would that be right, Bones? Yeah, we never we never played in a Super Bowl. Our, our only championship wins are before the Super Bowl existed. Yeah. So after that, since in the Super Bowl era, we've got one playoff win, I think, in the Super Bowl era. I think we won a wild card game at some oh, point, and that's about it. That's really bad. And, and sometimes I say that, like, the radars are bad. But, hey, you know, like, could <laughs> yeah. be worse. Could be worse. I, I just looked it up, actually, because I was curious what, time, what year the Lions last won the division. It was 1993. Um but also, the playoff victory I think you're referring to was in 1991, Bones. You won in the divisional round and lost in the NFC Championship. That would have been, presumably, Barry Sanders' era. What a yeah. waste his career, eh? <laughs> Greatest running back of all time, and he was stuck at Detroit and didn't win a like thing. Calvin Johnson as well, didn't you? And both of them retired way younger than they should have. Do you blame them? No. <laughs> no. I can blame the Lions for taking the money back off them, though. I think that yeah, was a, that's, not a good move. That's but. driven quite a wedge, hasn't it, between you guys and, I think, Calvin Johnson, hasn't it? I think Johnson especially. A, Sanders yeah. is over it now, apparently. In his own words, he's passed it, he's moved on, but Calvin Johnson has never really I've looked got, at the Lions the same. I've got few other teams' jerseys, but one of the jerseys I have got is a Calvin Johnson Jr. jersey for the <laughs> Detroit Lions. And I still say it to this day, he should have been the Raiders pick. Instead of Jamarcus Russell. <laughs> Instead of Jamarcus Russell, we should have got Calvin Johnson. He'd have probably had a longer career. Well, I think it was I think it was Al Davis who was all in on the on the Jamarcus Russell train. And I think we wanted I think I think I think um yeah, I, th I think we were all in on Calvin Johnson. It was but the man in charge, the guy who ruled the roof, big Al, was all about Jamarcus Russell at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um I mean, it's, it's, it is it is a great division. It it's an it's a forgotten about division, I guess. A lot of the time. Sorry, I just accidentally clicked the chat overlay. <laughs> First time producer and host and breaking down the lines. No, I, I love this division. I, I I watch it every year. As 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 a suffering Lions fan, I watch this division <laughs> every year. And that there, I I think it's it's a division that people don't watch a lot. Especially the Lions is a team that people don't watch a lot. And it's when like. This year, obviously, with Stafford going to the Rams, there's a lot of people who are like don't really watch enough Stafford tape to understand how good this guy is. Like he is mm. such a good quarterback. He has put Detroit on his back so many times to win games. Like I can't wait to see him in LA. And I think a lot of people who don't watch a lot of Detroit games because we're not really on prime time are going to see what we've all been saying about Matt Stafford for years now that he is good. And I've always yeah. said that Matt Stafford's the turn of elite. 
and quarterbacks. You've got your elite quarterbacks. You know, you've got the guys who are in the top tier. And then you've got the guys who are in that middle, top of the middle end of tier. And I would probably put Carr in that tier, you know. And I would probably say that Matt Stafford is just before Ryan Tannehill on the turn of elite there. You know what I mean? If I was listing the top quarterbacks, I'm going Mahomes, Russell, Rogers. I'm going all them guys, you know, Deshaun Watson before he had his head, his his legal issues. And I always say, you know, Matt Stafford's on the turn of that elite. You know, he's he's the the great area between elite ending above average starting. And he always slots in there. I, I have him above Matt Ryan and players like that. You know, like on quarterback rankings, when I look at me, and he's been, and we're talking about an MVP there, and Matt Ryan, but I'm like you, Bones. I think that Matt Stafford is criminally underrated, hasn't helped them playing on a bad team. I have arguments with some Raiders fans sometimes, you know what I mean, who say that the Carl's better than Stafford. I'm like, it's not, not it's not like, like, like Stafford's a better player than Carl. You know, like, if, if Carl reached Stafford, if, if Carl's ceiling was Stafford, I'd be pleased. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think. I think people are going to see a different side of Stafford this year. I can't wait. As much as it's sad to see him go, I can't wait to see him in a team that could go all the way. Like, because we're not that team right now. We haven't been basically ever. So, (laughs) on that note, we should probably get into the first team of the NFC North, which is the Chicago Bears, alphabetically. So, how about you go? So, really, you know, like, all Chicago Bears fans need to know is that you've got Justin Fields. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you were on the boat, you know, like, Pierce and Nagy are probably in last chance saloon. And to land a quarterback like, like Justin Fields is, is like a golden egg for them. You know, their jobs, both jobs are under pressure for both of them. The Mitch Trubisky, you know, like, era is over and gone and how Pierce managed to survive that is beyond me to be perfectly honest with you <laughs> but this year in the draft you know Justin Fields fell and and as he as he started falling and falling I was thinking dear God that the Raiders move up from dear God that the Raiders move up from and then of course there was a trade that was coming in and it was it was the, um, the Chicago Bears who moved up and I think and I think when all said and done when, when all the dust was settled, Justin Fields was probably quarterback number two in this year's draft. I know that people, these are all nodding, because, you, you know, like, and, and, and you know, like, and, and I've been saying for a while, and I know Jordan's on the same on the same side of uh, as things as me. When it comes into draft, players can get over-analyzed and over-analyzed and over-analyzed. Is that, there's that gap, isn't there, between college playoffs and college championships? And um, in the ball games and the actual draft, and I think sometimes what happens is, is people overanalyze, people make it more difficult on themselves. You know what I mean? No, they, they forget to look at statistics and what's there and what the player is, and start looking at projections and what can be in the start picking faults and whatnot. Like you know, they look at too much good tape as well, don't they? That's yeah. that's something they seem to do. It's like you look at all the good tape and you forget to watch any of the bad tape and you just build up this person in your head, yeah. So, uh, like Justin Fields, for me, is just a tremendous, tremendous prospect. You know, he was in Georgia, first of all, in 2018. He was signed to Georgia. He had an issue there with racism. It wasn't wasn't pretty. It didn't look good on Georgia. You know, and he transferred out and he went to Ohio and he sat behind Haskins. Um, you know what I mean? And then, and then he stepped into that. And Ohio quarterbacks... 
You know what I mean? No, haven't really done awfully well in the NFL. I think I think there's a there's, it's fair to say that they've been um, less than good. But I think we're going to see somebody break the mould in Justin Fields. I was watching Kurt Warner earlier on today. Um, I sent you the link on the chat. And I watched the Kurt Warner detailed breakdown of Justin Fields. You know, and just how good this kid is. You know, just how good this kid is. He's super intelligent. I don't know. And this is me getting a bit on my high horse. But it is true, you know. Like racism in America and how they view black colored quarterbacks. You know what I mean? If you're... If you're a black quarterback, you get dubbed as athletic to the point where last year, I think, or a couple of years back, somebody said that Dwayne Haskins was a dual yeah. threat quarterback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, you yeah, saw, if you actually saw Dwayne Haskins, he's a statue. But because he was black, <laughs> he was hard with that automatically he's a dual threat quarterback. And you're like, Claudia, you haven't watched any takes. You can't move no. shit. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's how it is. You know, like, I think people get lazy if you're white. You're super intelligent and accurate with the ball. <laughs> and if you're black, you're athletic with a lot of traits. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah, yeah, I, agree. I agree. We said it about wide receivers and tight ends, though, didn't we? Every fast black white wide receiver is compared to Hill. Yeah. Every white tight end is compared to Gronk coming out of the draft. <laughs> People are really lazy and have these comparisons that they just go back to every single time without even thinking yeah. if it's true or not. I mean, I saw I saw a draft comparison where Justin Fields was compared to Robert Griffin the third. Watching for five minutes, they're completely different players. Fields is a much better passer. Um, it's just madness. It's, if, it's I'm, madness. if I'm comparing Justin Fields to anyone today, I'm comparing him to Steve McNair. Now, if that's me comparison, that's who I'm comparing to. Fields has got a lively arm. He hasn't got a bullet of an arm like Trey Lance. He hasn't got this cannon, but he's got plenty enough. But what Fields is, is incredibly smart. You know, like you can, people see he has trouble pro processing. It's because that offense he was playing wasn't designed to be processed. There was a lot of run, run option. But the times when he had to drop back and he had to go through his reads, and we were watching that thing with Kurt Warner earlier on, the kid is screwed on smart, screwed on smart and accurate, and he's athletic, and he can run, and he can break the pocket. I'm not quite sure how he was quarterback four taken. I think John, I think as much as I love Trey Lance, I thought Justin Fields was a better prospect there. For any Jets fans that are tuned in and watching, I think <laughs> Justin Fields would have been a better fan, a better fit there at New York Jets. This kid in um, Georgia, let us go through. So, sorry, this kid in Ohio, let us go through his awards for you. And I've got them here for you, okay? He was... Um, Big Ten Football Championship MPP, second all-team American, two first-team all-Big Tens. Then we look at his statistics. Okay, I'm actually looking at his statistics. 67.2% accuracy, 3,273 yards, 41 touchdowns, three interceptions. Then the next year, 70.2% accuracy, 2,100 yards. This was in eight games. 22 touchdowns, six interceptions. We look at his game against Clemson. This is a kid who took a clattering, you know, like in early in the game to the point where the linebacker got dismissed. He missed one play, came back, threw, threw six touchdowns <laughs> against uh, Dabo Swinney, Swinney, Venables led, Brett Venables led Clemson team. 
We're not talking about playing some some Mickey Mouse team. We're talking about Clemson and Brent Venables' defence here. And he threw six touchdowns on them with a broken rib. You know, this kid is is fantastic. And I think it doesn't really matter what else Chicago did because they've landed a quarterback that can get behind and they can finally move off Mitch Trubisky, Andy Dalton, thanks but no thanks. This kid should <laughs> start year one and yeah. they've got the tools around them. They've lost some key defensive pieces, but they've still got Khalil Mack. They brought back Edwards Jr. as well, who was another Raider. You know, they've got two Raiders on their team. They've got Khalil Mack, who's tremendous. They've got Edwards Jr. They've lost some pieces in their secondary, but they've still got Eddie Jackson. You know, so their defence isn't what it used to be, but that offence is stacked. They brought back Robinson. Terrific wide receiver. Absolutely terrific wide receiver. I thought we were going to lose him. Brilliant at three levels of the field. They brought back Darnell Mooney, who was a late-round flyer last year, and that's what he is. He's a deep-ball flyer. I mean, we took Henry Ruggs in the first round. They took Mooney in the third or fourth or something like that. And to be honest with you, Mooney had the Mooney had the uh, Mooney had the better rookie season than Ruggs. You know, like and that's value that you know. So they've got they've got they've got uh, Mooney, they've got uh, Anthony Miller, who was a first round draft pick a few years back. You know, so they've got a good trio of um, of tight ends, and they've got Cole Komet. You know what I mean? I like what they're doing, and Jimmy Graham's there, evergreen Jimmy Graham. You know, I really like what this team is building now. And it looks so much different with Justin Fields at quarterback yeah, than Andrew Bolton. With Andrew Bolton, I'm thinking they're lucky if they win six games or not. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Ryan Pace has actually done a pretty good job as GM. The only thing he didn't have, really, is the quarterback. They screwed up taking Trubisky, but they weren't the only... They weren't the only team that valued him highly that year, so it's not like you know, it's not like they came out of nowhere with that pick. Um, but yeah, I, I look at that team. The only the only problem they've really had is quarterback. They've got one now, so it'd be interesting to see where they can go. I think I think they need a little bit more depth at running back. I could see them going in the you know like into the cuts. You know, like say who's cutting roster cuts. They've basically got David Montgomery and they've got Tari Quinn. And and you know and that's and that's pretty much what they're looking at at running back. I think they could do with another vet there. You know, if someone's cut, you know, like in, in in training camp, I wouldn't be surprised if they put up a running back. I love the fact that they got Tevin Jenkins. You know, who can play a right tackle or right guard. The kid from Oklahoma. I don't think people thought was going to fall out of the first round. I'm surprised he fell out the first round. And the Bears were aggressive again and moved up and got him. Lost a lot of that draft capital, but they filled the two biggest needs. With you know, like consensus best players available at the board, and we're willing to move up and get them. And they've got two bona fide starters. One will start my tackle of guard, and the other one should start day one at quarterback. Just move off Andy Dalton, give Justin Fields a ball. Thanks, but no thanks. Let's not wait. Let's not wait until week six in the division, to be honest. Because I tell you what, if Aaron Rodgers leaves Green Bay, this division can be won by any of four teams. I know it's crazy to think isn't it if Rodgers leaves how open this division suddenly becomes like it's crazy and and I think the bear I think any of these four teams can win this division I think they'll all look at it and go yeah if Rodgers goes we've all got a chance and I think that that, that, that's this division is wide open with how Rodgers in it and I think Chicago Bears do not want to get off to a slow start just give the ball just give the ball to Fields 
thank you, the Red Rifle. You can sit on the bench, you know, become the mentor. Nick Foles, you can disappear and just put the ball in this kid's hands. Because what we're seeing with Jalen Hurts is, is that young quarterbacks will come in and they'll make it work with their legs. And Fields will make it work with his legs to start off with. But he's a good enough passer and he's clever and he's accurate enough to be able to pass and win in the NFL as a legitimate passer as well, you know? And the uh, other thing is, like, why would you why would you not put him in? You aren't going anywhere with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Like, I know that I, I know we've talked I think we we talked touched on it with Trey Lance. Like, there's an element of why would you leave him on the bench? But at least with Garoppolo, you can point to some success that he's had. Yeah. Dalton has always been an average slash below average NFL starter. What on earth are you gaining from leaving him in really other than Maybe just giving him a bit more, you know, fields a bit more time to learn the offense or something. But I don't think he'll need it. I think they, I think they've got to go with him week one. You know what you're going to get with Andrew Dalton, and it's going to be something like seventeen from twenty-five, two hundred and twenty-eight yards, two touchdown and an interception, and probably three or four sacks. You know, that's what you're going to get from Andrew Dalton. We know this at this point. We know what he's going to be. Yeah, it's going to be about a sixty-five to seven percent accuracy thrower. He's going to throw a touchdown. He's going to throw a pick. He's he's gonna get he's gonna get hit because he's got limited mobility at this age, you know what I mean? No. So you're gonna eat he's gonna eat the dirt a little bit with Fields. That kid, that like, what, who tell me now what Fields is opening start line is gonna be? You know we don't know, and that that's yeah. the exciting part of putting, of putting somebody like Fields in. I am. Um, I'm just looking at the um, looking at the bear schedule, and um, they need to get off to a quick start by the looks. Because obviously they've got the Rams first game, and you've got Bengals. And Browns, then you've got Lions and Raiders back to back. But then I look and they've got Packers. Obviously, we don't know if Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Buccaneers, 49ers, Steelers, Ravens, and then obviously back to the Lions. If they could, if they don't get a good start early on, they could. Obviously, you never know and stuff with Aaron Rodgers. But you know, you've got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, 49ers will be a different force this year. You know, with all the injuries back, and um, Steelers and Ravens after it could be a. Could be a downward spiral if they don't get off to a quick start with them with them games early. Our whole division has some interesting matchups though this year with just the way it's fallen and the divisions we've got to play. Like, I don't think any team in our division is going to have maybe the Packers have the easiest schedule, perhaps. Like, but none of us have an easy ride of it looking at the schedule strength and stuff like that. Unlike in the EFC North, you're going to have to win your division to get your playoffs because you're not going to get a wild card team from this division. No. Not with the schedule and the teams are going to play and other people in there in the NFC. If you wanted to get the playoffs, you better hope it's you better hope you're winning this division because I don't think a wild card team is going to come from here. No. I think the wild card team is going to come from the NFC South. You know what I mean, and probably from the NFC West. You know what I mean, and if there's a third one, I think that'll still come from the NFC West as well. You know, <laughs> you know so. I think I think in the in the NFC North, if you're a Lions fan or a Chicago Bears fan or or Vikings or um, Packers, and, and you you know if you you better hope that you're winning your division because yeah. any any record isn't going to carry into the playoffs or or, or well you, you can't have eight and eight anymore, can you? Nine and eight or you know what I mean? It's not going to well you know it's not going to take you in there anymore. Yeah. Um, so I mean yeah, that's that's where I'm at with Chicago Bears. I would have give you a D. I would have said you were on for like a, a six to seven win season, and then you had a really good draft, and you mightn't have spent many picks, but you went and got two first round talents and moved up and were aggressive to get them. They filled your biggest needs. One goes on the offensive line, either inside or out, starts day one, and you're the ones a really exciting quarterback, and that's what counts in this league. 
quarterbacks, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a very good way to look at it. Like, like you say, I think they showed last year they can run the ball. Like, I'm watching Chicago play against us and Green Bay and stuff. I, I saw Chicago run the ball a lot. Montgomery is looking like a good pickup. Like, I think you're right. They could use maybe another veteran head in the run, especially the way it's all running back committees now. Like, they probably need another one. But a solid running quarterback to add to that mix is just going to make that offense even more like lethal, I think, and I'm, I'm happy for them. I'm not happy to play them. If that makes <laughs> like, I'm not looking forward to playing against the Bears this year. I'm a little bit worried, but same going into every year as a Lions fan. I'm always a little bit worried. I'm so miffed because I'm really jealous. I wish I want to be happy and excited about my football team, and nothing <laughs> makes you more happy and excited than good young players in key positions like quarterback. When you go from mediocre, which is what Andy Dalton is, and you go to exciting, which is what Justin Fields is, I kind of feel that. Because I think yeah. that's going to cause just a little bit of a rich man's version of Andy Dalton. You know what I mean? He's, don't get me wrong, he's a better player than Andy Dalton. But he's that mediocre, drab, yawn, bored. You know, like I know what I'm going to get from Derek Carr. And I'm really eager for this exciting new, modern, big quarterback, and I just wish it was us that had traded up and it wasn't the Bears. But it's the Bears. He's a jammy. He's got lots to look forward to. You've got some really exciting, you've got some really exciting defenders in Mac and Roquan Smith. You've got some really good pieces on offense. I really hate you. I'm really envious. I can probably see this a 31 other teams in the NFL at the minute. But, yeah, that's where he's at. But a lot of people used about. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. Like, I do think they've got a lot to be pleased about. I think they've got a good opportunity going into the season to do to do something with it as well. Like I don't think they're coming in unable to potentially make a run in the division. Like like we say, if, if Rodgers is gone, it's wide open, isn't it? But I think even if Rodgers is there, I think the Chicago are probably in with a good chance even then. like We'll see, but Green Bay keep getting stuck. Like, don't they? They keep oh, 15 minutes per franchise is out the window here, isn't it? <laughs> As usual, we're well out. We did spend a bit of time at the start. It was 15 minutes for Justin Fields, wasn't he? Wasn't he on a franchise? He is the franchise. He is the franchise. That is true. No, I, yeah. It's the, what more is there to say on the on the Bears, I guess? We'll, um, I'll say this one more thing. There was five quarterbacks taken in the first round this year, and I said it last week. One of them's going to fail. Mm. One of them's going to fail because at it's least one. That five will come in and do amazing. It will not be Justin Fields. I'll tell you that for now. I'll put my reputation on it. It will not be Justin. <laughs> <laughs> that seems that seems like a fair. I think that's a fair. I think that is a fair bet. I think. No offense again, JP. I think Trey Lance is probably up there as one of the. Potentially away from. I said like, last week it's a risk. I, I think it is. I think Fields, is, in some ways, is a safe yeah. pick. Wilson, but... I think as well. Yeah, is yeah Wilson. Yeah. Um, I think Fields will just be a middle of the road, low ceiling, high floor kind of. Yeah. 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 Andy Dalton. <laughs> I think it'd be like Andy Dalton. You <laughs> know. I guess the next team alphabetically, if I've got my <laughs> alphabet right, is my team. Yeah, it is. Um, it is. So we will move. Over to the Detroit Lions. So, 
I said to JP earlier, I've not actually, because it's my team, I've not done any research. I'm just going to go with what I felt at the time and <laughs> what I've learned about our draft and stuff, just off the top of my head, because it's my team, isn't it? I'm going to, I'm going to believe, I think that I can do this. So, no, I had, to be fair, this is the first year we're going into it. We've got rid of Matt Patricia. And I think most Lions fans had like a sigh of relief when we heard the news that Patricia and Quinn were gone. The 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 Boston boys, the the New England people, gone again. Get them gone. Like I'm happy to see the back of that era. It didn't work. And by all accounts, it was a pretty toxic like work environment for our football team. So if you could go from one polar up, like one end of the spectrum to the other in a single change of management, <laughs> Detroit has really done that. We've gone from Patricia, the mad genius pencil behind his ear to Dan Campbell. I'm going to bite your kneecaps off and punch you in the face. Like, and I'm, I, what, that is possibly one of the things I'm most excited for about coming into this year is our new GM and coaching combination. I, every time it happens though, you get hopeful and you hope, it's going to be the best and i don't know brad holmes is looking like he was really excited about his picks he's got a good he, he was said to what he was said to be doing the rams draft board when he was there like he was one of the head scouts he'd been at the rams for 18 years i think it was and he'd survived multiple leadership changes and i think that's that's something people mention about brad holmes is like throughout all the changes that happened at the rams they kept brad holmes which tells you everything you need to know about his character as a person and i i just think him and dan campbell sound like a good combination of people campbell's got that fire they've assembled a coach a coaching staff of entirely football guys so like next year when the coach the coaching fight conversation comes up whose team's coaches would win in a fight <laughs> it is now detroit we would beat the Tennessee Titans. Mike Vrabel would get his ass kicked by the Detroit Lions coaching staff. Um, so we can at least take that little victory. But in terms of the draft, like, I mean, what can you say about the Lions draft? Sewell fell to us. Unbelievable. Like, slight head scratcher when we took back-to-back -to -back two inside defensive linemen. But then going back and looking at the tape, Levi Onwuzurike is looking really good. Um I'm very, I'm really excited to see this guy play. I think, I think he's probably going to be up for an, a potential starting job. Like our older inside ta defensive tackles at the moment are Danny Shelton. I think is like the star right now. Maybe I just don't think he's hit. But we're gonna. It looks like we're gonna be rotating. I think that's why we took Liam McNeil as well. Is he's not exactly the, they, they those two guys do different jobs and will be rotated in and out to to either like be the three tack or to to be the in by like, rushing inside defensive tackle and stuff like that so that was at first i was shocked when we took two back to back that early on in the draft as well it wasn't like there weren't other positions on the board and we all know at the time i was desperate for a linebacker i was like and we need to get rid of jelani tavai i'm sick of watching jelani tavai play football badly get him out of detroit get him gone get a new middle linebacker because you're killing me like and thankfully we did eventually, but we'll come to that. Um, cause I think after those two was, um, Ifatu Melifonwu, I, I, his first name is quite hard to pronounce, but we need, again, he, so I've seen some more stuff about him since the draft and some people saying that he could possibly fall into a safety role for us if we need him to, like he, he can fit that, but I don't see, it. I think we need help at cornerback and I, I imagine he's probably going to be in at a court 
at corner for us between what we've only really got Owarie and Okuda right now, I think. Mm. I don't think there's any more cornerbacks really of note on the roster. So, and I think we've got a safety and, and, and our safeties at the moment. So, no, I think Melifon will hopefully plays cornerback. Hopefully all these guys make it to the team, but it's like we said the other week, you hope that every single pick in your draft board is going to be amazing. And some of them aren't going to be. Like, some of them are inevitably going to be reaches and aren't going to work out for the team. So, yeah, I was interested to see that. Amon Ross St. Brown, like, we needed receiver help. This guy, this guy is going to come in and play straight away. Like, he might not be the best receiver in the class at all, but he's he's got some things that need polishing up. He's a good route runner. Like, Devonta Smith is the clear winner in route runners in the class this year, but St. Brown is, is a good route runner, and he's not that far behind Smith. He's got some concentration problems, maybe. He does have a few drop balls. He, like, I've seen tape where he will... He'll look upfield before he's made the catch to see where he's going to run, and then that results in him not completing the pass. Um, but tidying up those kind of things, like make the catch before you look where you're going to run, because it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter where you're going to run if you don't catch the ball in the first place to run with it. Like focus on the first bit. But no, I think he'll also be a good addition. I think we've lost so much this year. I think it's it's hard to look at the Lions right now and say we're not in full rebuild mode. Like we've lost everything basically. Galladay's gone. Like Stafford's gone. We got what we got a decent offensive line though, to be fair. They did that for what Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn actually managed to do, they did manage to get us into a decent position with our offensive line where we had Decker and Ragnar already. You add Sewell to that combination. Crosby could stick around. Rooms is getting traded away, but that's another story. Like we have a decent offensive line that could do well for us, and I think, I think coming into this next season, it, it, we're still not going to be a top tier team. The one pick I'm most excited to see, and I hope he makes the team, is Derek Barnes. The stuff I've heard about this guy is like, yeah, he seems like a proper like he's he's just going after it. He is he's fully invested, which is I'm. You know, I'm really happy to see. Like, he's even got a massive lion tattoo on his chest because it's his favorite animal in the world. Like, from before he was a Detroit Lion, obviously. <laughs> so, I mean, it's like it was made to happen. But this guy, no, I'm, I'm happy to see us take a middle linebacker. This guy's like motor, his drive, like his personality just seems perfect. I can't wait to see him play with the like with the new coaching staff as well because I think that is the other thing here is these guys. I don't think these guys would have been successful under our previous establishment. But I think with the attitude that our new coaching staff have, it's like some of these guys are going to come in and hopefully be more successful. And hopefully it's going to make people want to come and play football in Detroit. And that is something that we need. Like we've all heard the story about Gronk retiring rather than coming and playing for the Lions. Like it's a, it is a thing. Like people don't want to come play in Detroit. It's, it was a bad atmosphere. Like I wouldn't want to play for Matt Patricia either. So I'm really, really happy with it so far i think our picks were good i think we managed to get an extra pick out of trading up to get barnes which was quite impressive like we gave away next year's fourth which is another reason people are talking about the crosby trade if we can get some value back for crosby after trading away to bring barnes in but the the rumor is quite quite a few teams contacted the lions to um to congratulate them on drafting barnes like divisional like opponents and stuff like, like that's a good pick for you guys like we were going to take him or you know this that and the other like so no i'm super happy with the draft so far so obviously what like i don't really need to say much about it do i this guy is going to be with us 
hopefully, for years, but is going to be a cornerstone piece on the offensive line. He sounds like he's going to play right tackle to start with, well, at least while Decker's still there. I don't see any reason to shift Decker out of the left tackle right now. Um, yeah, and I think I'm just excited to see that that offensive line with DeAndre Swift, I think. It's a, DeAndre it's a, Swift is a good running back. It's a good position, yeah. I like them. I'm looking at your job chart. No, mm-hmm. I like Taylor Decker. I like Jonah Jackson. I like Frank Wagner. Logan Stenberg, who we got out of Kentucky. I yeah. loved him last year. That was last year, wasn't it? Our new guard, yeah. yeah. I loved him last year. So he's in there at um, right guard. You've got Penny Sewell. That's a really nasty offensive line. <laughs> Logan Stenberg was just blocking people into the guard, into the ground, when I was watching tape in 2020 of him for Kentucky. he was. I was like, watch your squad. He's the one who's running the linebacker 20 yards up into the field or just throwing them down the dirt. He would get kicked out of games quite a lot, mind you, like he wouldn't know when to end the block. But he was <laughs> he was such a good player, Logan Stenberg, and I really liked him. He was mean. I'm yeah. looking at the um, depth chart at running back. You've got Swift, who we talked about. You've got Williams, Jamal Williams. So you took. He's going to be on Bay. for one against Green Bay, isn't he? Like when yeah. he plays against Green Bay, he's. I can't wait to watch him play against them. He's he's a good. Obviously, wide receiver. We know like you have talent at wide receiver. I think that you're right. I'm one Sam Brown will come in and start. And I, when I watch Sam Brown, obviously his brother, Equiminius, Sam Brown yeah. plays for the Packers as well. So you've got the two of them in the, in the NFC North. But when I watched Amron Sam Brown, what I saw is I saw a guy who was good enough at everything. Yeah. But not great at one thing. He was a good enough route runner. He was good enough yards after the catch. He was good enough going above the rim and catching the ball. He was good enough in shallow zone and catching it there. He could yeah. play X and he could play Y, you know what I mean? And he moved around a little bit for USC. I think he's going to be a middle of the road, kind of like, you know, like um, wide receiver. If anyone can remember James Thrash a couple yeah. of years back for the Washington Redskins and for the Philadelphia Eagles. Do you remember James Thrash? I remember Thrash, yeah. Reminds us a bit of James Thrash, you know what I mean? Kind of like you'll get, you'll do all right. He'll get his hands yeah. on the ball. He has got some drops issues. I'm not too fussed about that in the NFL. Getting open is more important than catching it. You know what I mean? If you get an open, you can tidy up the drops. You know, we're not going to see any Galladay moments from him, that's for sure. Like We're not going to see Galladay tier catches. But if him, Cephas, if Quintez Cephas comes on and, and yeah, plays Franken. well this year... Like... Was he from Wisconsin, Cephas? I think he was. I think it's Wisconsin, but yeah, I like I like what you've got there. I'm looking at your defense, and, and and you're right. I like Trey Flowers. I like Michael Brockers. What I see on your defensive tackle position is I see a lot of variation. You've got Michael Brockers who come across from the Rams. Yeah, you know he's a very good defensive tackle. You know he can play. Um, you've got um, Aleem McNeil, who I thought was the best one tech in the draft. He's very rare to have a one tech that can push the pocket. You know, like a nose tackle, like one tech for those yeah. is a nose tackle. A nose tackle who can push the pocket. Most of the all big space he has. But he's very good in generating a pass rush. So you've got him in there at one tech. You've got Levi Awuzariki, who's a three tech. You know, so even though you're on paper, he's a drafted two defensive tackles. You've actually drafted a one tech and a three tech, which is two yeah. completely different positions. Mm-hmm. You know, and I like what you got with Melifonru. I would sack off moving him to safety. Don't do the mistake what we did with his brother. We're trying to athleticism all over the field. The kid's yeah. a corner. He was very good at Syracuse as a corner. He could do with being a bit more physical, but he's got athletic traits for days. Just yeah. put him on the just put him on the perimeter and don't let his missed tackle rate show up in safety position. 
because he's got that coverage. You know what I mean? Though? Just take yeah. him up in the corner and protect him because he's not a great attacker. He's not overly physical, but he is very, very athletic. And he'll stick with number one wide receivers. I'm a, I heard I'm something a... interesting about our corners now. Um, between Melifonwu, Owarie, and Okuda, they're all. They all, their all their families originate from the same country. Apparently, like, I can't remember which country it is. I don't want to say the wrong one. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're apparently like they're they're already they've already messaged each other. They're already because they've just already got that bond. And I think that that's probably quite a good thing for a team if like if that bonding is already done for you by this this cultural element that you know you don't always factor into it, but. Yeah, I think that's super cool. I'm happy to see them all play together. I think, I th I think a lot of the, the a lot of the betting's got the Giants picking in the top. Uh, sorry, the Lions picking in the top five again next year. I think he's a sneaky dark horse contender. You, if you can get that run game going, you can grind out some runs in this division. As we've talked about, with being wide open, yeah. he's going to have to move off golf eventually. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And 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 Rattler, if you did pick first, Spencer Rattler would be a great pick in that division. You know what I mean? Um. You know, but yeah, I would be excited as a Lions fan. If we get the run game going, like I could see Goff having not even a bad year because that's yeah. what he needs to succeed. Is what everyone's saying is he needs a strong run game to yeah. be a good quarterback. And like we said, looking up on paper, our offensive line in DeAndre Swift and, and yeah. Jamal Williams, we should have a good run game next year. Yeah. Like we, yeah, yeah. we sh again, operative word being should. Like <laughs> whether we will or not is a completely different question, but. On paper, we could be a really good running team next year, and then Goff might actually be able to throw the ball. Like I think, I think there's two things at play with the Lions for me. One is whenever a new regime takes a team over, especially a team that was in the state that the Lions are, I always look at how they draft and what they value. And I didn't really know anything about Brad Holmes, and I was quite pleased to see what he did, um, starting building trenches out, because that's something that, doesn't show up on the stat sheet a whole lot, and it doesn't win you the plaudits on draft night. And you know, you're not you're not in the headlines the next day, but it, it's the type of thing that wins your games, especially in a division like the NFC North. So, I mean, I've already said how much I love the pick of Sewell. It made, it's one of those classic ones where you're like, just don't screw this up. And they did. So, you know, that, that's fine. And D line, I like that. You know, they're, they're clearly building themselves to be a very physical, hard nosed football team. Now, you do need some science to go along with that. We, as a 49ers fan, I've been there in the Mike Singletary years when we were going to go out and hit people in the mouth. The problem is, once we hit them in the mouth and they go down, we didn't really know what else to do. <laughs> so, I well, guess We already know we're going to bite the second kneecap off, though. We've already planned that second <laughs> attack yeah, out. So you have got like a second stage. But that, that's my only real thing, is that yeah. I, as long as there's something there. But also, like, talking about golf. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of his, never really have been, but he's not he's not going to kill you. I'm not saying he's going to win games, no. but he's certainly not going to lose you games. He's not Stafford, though, JP. That's that, the thing. Yeah, like, that as a Lions thing. fan who has basically only realistically, the, for my tenure as a fan of the Lions, Stafford has basically been there the whole time. Mm. Like, it is weird when that kind of player who's been with your team forever goes away and you're like, oh, damn. He's really oh, gone. Yeah, yeah. Like this is this is actually happening. Like, but it's a really tough act to follow as well. Like in terms of how good Stafford is, and there's no way that there's no way that Goff can be at that level. But he could be at a good enough level to win games. And you're right, Mark. I think 
we'll see them grind out wins, and I think we'll see them sneak up on teams as well because I think a lot of people are thinking, like you said, top five pick next year, you know, new coach, new regime. Ah, we should be able to blow these guys. We play you in week one, and the way that we sometimes come out and lay an egg in week one, I'm not convinced that we'll get past that game. So well, our hardest games stuff. are at the start of the season as well. That's yeah, exactly. the thing that I noticed. Like if most you, of our hard can, games are right at the start. That's it. And if you can sneak up on two or three of those those teams in the first six, you know, you built a half you've got a half decent chance of a good season. So yeah, I like what they did and I I, I like the chances of being out of the cellar, if you like. I don't think they're gonna be a I don't think they're gonna be a bad team. I'm not saying they're gonna be a contender, but they're definitely not gonna be a bad team. They're, you know? they're not designed to play like to play from behind. If you're going behind in games and you're finding yourselves two scores down, you're not going to win many games then. You know what I mean? But if you can if you can play with a lead, if you can build up a bit of a lead and you can lean on that run game, I think it'll surprise a few teams. You're not if, if you're not going to turn many. You know if you if you're down ten points, you know like I'll be oh, leaning, I'll be leaning the opposition to beat you. Like you know I'll be I'll be stacking money on the opposition to beat you if you're ten points down. I don't see you being one of these teams who's going to be able to get back into games once you fall behind by two no. scores. But I, but, I, but I think that if you just can play with the lead, I think you've got the ability to be able to grind it down and your defence could be stingy enough this year. Yeah, I'm not saying we're going to win the division by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, but why go and bones? Strange, I think so happened, mate. I mean, yeah. I mean, especially if Rogers goes, like weirder things would have happened. But That's I'd, the question mark, isn't it? That's the question mark. I'd just like to see a season where we go over 500. Like, just... just but then, at the same time, there is a part of me that acknowledges this is year one of a rebuild, and I kind of don't want us to do that well. Like, there's a small part of me that it's not a good fan attitude to have, but that was like, we're still going to be rebuilding next year. If we lose a bit, it's not the end of the world. Shall I tell you who needs to make a jump this year, Bones? Hawkinson has got to make a jump. I think when you look at that wide receiver room and you think, okay, yeah. you haven't got, you've got Ambrose and Brown and all that, but look, rookies are rookies. We're no. We can get excited about things, but the truth of the matter is, if he gets 500 yards in his first season, is it going to be kind of chuffed? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But Hawkinson's got to step up. He was a top 10 pick not that long ago. He's got to, he's got to step up because, you know, like he's, he hasn't really shown out yet. He's done it in spurts and spats, but he has to kind of step up now and become a true player for years. Yeah, for sure. I think yeah. you need to see. You need to see. And on Matt Patricia, just quickly, and I say this with a lot of New England coaches. They seem to get the wrong part of Bill Belichick. <laughs> so Bill Belichick's obviously a disciplinarian and he's a no-nonsense kind of coach. And I think what we see is we see his coaching tree come and try to be that. Yeah. And I think what they don't realise is that Bill Belichick is a fantastic people manager as well. You know, he had some massive personalities, yeah. you know, like in New England. You know, like Randy Moss played at New England and played his best football at New England, and he had a huge personality. But Bill Belichick knew how to manage him. Matt Patricia came out there and just thought, I'll be the disciplinarian. It's my way or no way. And he didn't. And what they did is they focused on the wrong part of Bill Belichick and they tried to be the wrong part of Bill Belichick. They yeah. don't go, oh, well, I need to be everything else that I learned about as well, where a bit like Brian Clough, I guess, you know, like for English soccer kind of terms, where I need to bring somebody down a peg or two when they need to be brought down. But I also need to put my arm around somebody when they need to. Yeah. And I think that's where they didn't get that quite right. Yeah, definitely. I agree. I think you I think you're hundred percent right. I think from all the stories we've heard, it is it was the rule of the iron fist. No no music at practice, extra drills, like everyone's knackered constantly and getting injured. Yeah. 
it just didn't sound like a good atmosphere. But I feel like we, uh, the Lions have taken up a good portion of the time. I know they're my team, and I am one of. But <laughs> I'm, I don't want to. I don't want to drag it out any longer uh, than it has to because I don't want to be seen as favouriting the Lions in this situation. But no, I think overall. I'd have given us a good rating on our draft, maybe an A minus, B plus kind of range. Like, I don't think it was bad. I, th- I don't think it's going to show immediately, but I think it's it's a good futures. It's it's a good draft for building on. Um, but with that, I guess it would be time to move on to the Green Bay Packers. A recent addition to the group chat supports this team that <laughs> nobody else in the NFC North likes. But there you go. If there's one thing that Bears fans, Lions fans, and Vikings fans can agree on, it's fuck the Packers. <laughs> um, no one likes friggin' cheese anyway. And I think um, the one the whole thing they'll be agreeing on is hopefully Aaron Rodgers isn't there. Yes. <laughs> it makes for a better division. But like we say, we don't know. We don't know what's going to happen. But it'd be it'd be, it'd be wrong of me if I didn't bring it up early on, you know, to talk about the Packers, because if Aaron Rodgers is there, I know a lot of people expect Green Bay to win the division. I think it's. I don't think it's as straightforward as a lot of people think. Even if he is there, but if he isn't there, it's going to be like a few. But I think all three of you mentioned it. It's going to be wide open if he goes, and we we, we don't know yet, do we? So, but. Obviously, they have got Jordan Love there. Sat bit sat there for a year. We we don't know what to expect from him, do we? Really, you know, especially you know, I've seen his tape in the past, and he looks at he's a good he's a good good quarterback in college, but it's it's a question mark, isn't it? You know, but, you know, I suppose the positive is he sat there for a year with wide receivers and and things like that, but it's a it's a question mark. It's, it's, just, it's the same as all the rookie quarterbacks going in this year, really. You know, going into into the room. But, well, I, I could I could talk about Aaron Rodgers for ages, but that's where I stand on it. But I think, like I said, Aaron Rodgers staying there, everyone would presume that the Packers are going to win this division hands down. But I look at the offensive line and the players that they've lost in free agency, and I, and, the, and although they've brought some players in in the draft, I think it's um, I'm not too I'm not saying it's bad. I just you look at the all pro that they lost at centre Corey Lindsley. It's a massive loss. You've got Ricky Wagner, Lane Taylor that have gone, and they brought in Josh Myers, who I think is a good centre. But I don't. There's no Corey Lindsley, is he? Obviously, he could be eventually, but he's, he's at the moment. There's no Corey Lindsley. He's going to be learning on the job. He's um, he's good in the run. He's good in um, the run um, defence, but um, run offensive line. But his passing is. Um, Passes me, it's, it's a bit lackluster. You've got Royce Newman at guard and Cole Van Lannan, who, who was at Wisconsin. He played left tackle, but he's, I, I don't see him being a left tackle in in, um, in the NFL. To be honest with you, I think he'll switch to guard. But you, like I say, you've got all these three players coming in to take over on the offensive line of these experienced players that they've lost. And and I'd say that's a big concern, even with Aaron Rodgers there. You know, I I, I really do. I don't I don't know what you guys think, but I'm I'm, I'm still concerned. Like I said, even if Aaron Rodgers is there, I think Elton Jenkins, who they drafted out of Mississippi State, who played guard last year, will probably slot into center. I think he'll probably play center. He was a natural center, and he ended up playing guard last year because I had Lindsay. But when he came out of Mississippi State in the second round, I think they got him. He was a centre anyway. They just slotted him in at guard and he did really well. He had a really good season at guard. I presume he's going to go back to centre 
um, like he did in college for Mississippi State and play centre for Green Bay. Um, but it's a big question mark because, you know, Corey Lindsay is an all-pro kind of player, like, you know, he's got that pro ball kind of calibre. And, um, and Elton Jenkins, for as good as he was last year, is still a second-year professional, you know what I mean? Whilst I still think he's a good player. Um, Jordan Love is a big question mark. I liked him in college, but his 2019 tape, 2020 tape, before he went in the draft, was really poor. His 2018 tape for Utah was really very good. So we don't really know what we've got out of him. We hear reports that he's been really poor in training at Green Bay. In preseason, he's been really poor. I'm not quite sure what they're doing at running back. They brought back Jones, and they give him a lot of money. Yeah, and, they've got, and they've got A.J. Dillon, who the, who the blew a second-round pick on last year, stashed in behind him. You know what I, I mean? Think, yeah. I think, um, I know they picked up Kylan Hill late on, and it could, it, it could be something, but it's not going to be um, anything... Um, physical for him but he, he he's um he's got pass catching ability he's um he's elusive but he's it's totally different to um the jamal williams that's come to come to the lions but i, I do i i do like aj dylan i thought the 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 um few glimpses we saw of him last season he looked like um a good running back you know potential going forward yeah big, big, big strong um and he did well i think it was the um i don't know if it was the playoff game or the last game of the seat of the postseason um i can't remember which one it was but he, yeah he, he looks good but i was surprised that they re-signed aaron jones to be honest with you I, 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 like I, I don't get me wrong i think he's a good player but a lot of money as well a lot yeah, of money for him as well but um I, yeah i like Carlo. just speaking of the draft um i thought i wasn't no disrespect to the players that the the packers drafted but i just thought the um a few of the um the decisions made were a few head scratches to me. I thought the Eric Stokes pickup in the first round was um, was not was bizarre. You know, I, I like Eric Stokes; I think he's a good cornerback. But I thought there were better cornerbacks for what Packers use on the board. I didn't even think they probably needed one in the first round. But like everyone were laying into Kevin King. <laughs> I think he had, a, apart from obviously he, he had a bit of recession in the 2020 i don't think it was as bad as people thought just i think they just picked on him because of the tampa bay game i thought he had a decent season so yeah. i'm surprised they went cornerback there and the other big one i thought was the trade up for amari rogers they gave away um i think it was a fourth round pick to tennessee in the third round and their third round pick to go up and get amari rogers Obviously, they've seen something that they must really love in him. But I looked at the players, like I wrote them down here, that are left on the board. The um, If they would have stayed at 92, they still would have had a chance of Spencer Brown, Monty Rice linebacker, James Hudson, James Hudson, sorry, and Quinn Menares. And they gave up the 135 pick to the Titans to go up and get Amari Rogers. And they were Dante Smith, Rashad Reaver, Buddy Johnson, Josh Ball. Better players that are positions um, than Amari Rogers. But, and... Obviously, they must see something in him, but and again, nothing against Amari Rogers. I think he's a decent player, but I just I thought it was a bizarre move to give away a, a your third and fourth pick to go up and get someone <laughs> like him. A man Saint Brown was still on the feet on the on the. Um, I think he went later on. I think he went. Tillam Wallace. Tillam Wallace was still there. Yeah, Wallace, yeah, he, was, he was a real head scratcher that one. Obviously, they, like I said, they, they must really love something in him that, but. Yeah, real, real head scratches. I thought the draft, even though they picked up some good players, you know, I thought it wasn't the greatest of drafts from the Packers. To be honest with you, don't know. Again, I don't know what you guys thought of it. You know. Yeah, I, I pretty much agree. I, I think I said on this pod on the on the post draft one, I don't really know what the Packers are doing, and 
I feel like I say that every year, and yet this does seem to be in contention, but I think a lot of that is riding off the arm of Rodgers, and he's clearly quite pissed off about that now. Um, yeah, I don't get the sense they, they know what they want or where they're trying to go as a team. I, I, I just I feel like the they'll be okay this year, as you say, if Rodgers comes back. But I feel like there's a fall in their future unless they manage to straighten the drafting out because you can't keep patching over stuff with bizarre draft picks because a lot of them haven't produced and you know and keep hoping that it's going to be all right. I don't think it's going to stay like that for too long. I agree with you, JP. I don't. I don't understand Green Bay's draft strategy at all. It's it's almost like they're just they're literally just throwing darts at a board. I know we've used that analogy to describe the draft before, where you are kind of just throwing darts at. But they really, genuinely do seem to be just going. Yeah, there you go. That's who we're taking. Whatever. Like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense, and I can. I, I think this is part of the reason we've heard the Aaron Rodgers rumor so much about he's not happy at Green Bay. It's, I think everyone who looks at Green Bay's draft goes. What is that? Yeah, why are you doing that? And imagine being their quarterback who's trying to get... Like, how close is he to being in a Super Bowl these past few years? And he's he's closer to the end of his career than he is the start of his career. Let's put it that way. Like... I'll just throw it out. Sorry, I'll just throw it out to all three of us a question. Put yourself in Aaron Rodgers' shoes. You look at free agency of the players they've lost. You look at the players they've signed in free agency... Um, nobody up until Blake Bortles recently. Um, <laughs> you look at the draft and the players they've pulled. What are you thinking as Aaron Rodgers right now? It, it surely can't be positive, you know. And you yeah. understand what they've got. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought so. I think drafting his replacement was a big kick in the teeth. You know, like this guy has made fortunes. Michael Lombardi on the GM shuffle, the pinch a bit that Michael Lombardi did, talks about Green Bay suffering for not having a clear owner. You know, like they don't have any owner. You know, like it's 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 all part owned by fans and have a guy who's brought it on an AGM and all that kind of stuff. And and the suffer from not having that because if they had an owner, he would have his arm around Aaron Rodgers and be saying, "Let's build around this guy. Let's get behind him and let's have the last years of his contract, the best years of his yeah. contract." Because that guy's made them a lot of money. You know what I mean? Yeah. He hasn't been rewarded. He has been financially, but he hasn't been loyalty wise. And, a, yeah. and an owner would know that. Because an owner would know how much money he brings in that football team. He has made that franchise rich. Yeah. You know what I mean, Aaron Rodgers? Let's remember that. Secondly, as well, if he goes, you've got Devante Adams, whose contract's up at the end of the year. I'm presuming they're going to franchise tag him. But he's not going to want to stick them on beyond that. So you, you, you're potentially using your, your quarterback and your best wide receiver in his prime. You know what I mean? And I'm with you. Eric Stokes, for me, was a good player. But he wasn't even the best corner in Georgia. You know, <laughs> Tyson Campbell was. Campbell was better. Yeah. yeah I like yeah. Brooks. He was he was very good in the SEC, which is a very tough division. But he reminds me a little bit of what we did with Alex Leatherwood, not to go back to the radar. <laughs> you know, like, his floor is high, but where's his ceiling? Where's yeah. his ceiling? We're probably it's tapped out. The guy's been a starter for four years in Georgia. How much better is he going to get? He gets yeah. good coaching there. He plays good opposition there. He's not going to get much better as a pro. Same with Alex Leatherwood. He played four years at Alabama. He gets <laughs> really good coaching there. How much better is Alex Leatherwood going to get in Man. the NFL? Is this what we're seeing? Is that what they're going to be? And that's what I kind of think with Eric Stokes is what we're seeing, what he's going to be. He's not Patrick Sertan. You know what I mean? He was a very good corner on the SEC, but I don't think he's going to get beyond much better. 
I'd have took someone like Tyson Campbell, who the other Georgia corner, who was a junior, uh, you know, who was yet to reach his season. I think he looked like the better player. But I think, uh, that, I'd, have took, I'd have took Elijah Moore. Elijah yeah. Moore was there. I'd have took Elijah Moore, and if I was going corner, I would have went to Santi Samuel. I, I'm like you. I'm like what the? I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. The is, I don't know what direction they're going in. I think they suffer for doing having an owner, and I think they're on really dangerous ground with Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to ask you all. I wonder if I wondered at the time of seeing it if the if the Jones extension was more to try and appease Aaron Rodgers to some extent. Like we all said, it's big money for a running back going into his second contract. We're not a hundred. Like it's not the best deal in the world for them. Like it's a lot of money they gave up Williams to like cover it and stuff. Like is that them doing something to try and keep Rogers happy? Like keep his best running back around? Like. It's yeah. not enough, but is that why they did it? Possibly. I think it was a bit of a panic move as well because a few people were out the door pretty quickly when free agency opened and it's kind of like, oh, shit, we need to look like we're doing something. Right, go give go give him the money. I thought it was a strange deal. Still do. Uh, I don't get it. I don't I don't understand the Packers. I, I, I can't say any more than that. It's a one-sentence job. I don't understand the Packers. I, don't know what I think um, as well, the, the, another thing that we, like I haven't mentioned, so if you've got David Bakhtiari, who's probably going to miss at least half a season. I don't, I don't know how bad his ACL is, but it's normally you're looking at eight to 12 months and he only did it in January. So I think that's what I mean. That's why I think it's even with Aaron Rodgers, it could be a little bit closer than what people make out. If, he, if David Bakhtiari in there, I don't if they get, don't get that left tackle right. You know, if, if um, Vikings, Kalio Mackett, Bears could be having a field day when they play against each other. They can't get out of that Aaron Jones contract. I'm just looking at it now. Yeah. 48 million over four years. You know, 48 million, that's 12 million a year for a running back. That's a shit lot of money. Yeah. And there's no out in it. Dead cap hit in the first year, 4.46 million. Dead cap hit in the second year. Sorry, dead cap this year would be 13 million. Dead cap next year would be 9.75. There's a bit of an out in 2023, but the dead cap's still 6.5 million. And that is fully guaranteed. How much, how much did you say? 40? 48 million. That's only two million less than Derek Henry signed for his four-year contract. Mm-hmm. Just to put that into perspective, they're paying him two million less than Derek freaking Henry. Like, I don't. Jones is a good running back, but is he two million less than Derek Henry? Good. And Derek Henry's is scared. It's Derek Henry's a weird structure. You can get out. You know what I mean? There's a break point in it. You can get out of it in two years' time. Aaron Jones, you're keeping him for four years, or you're going to eat some car. You're going to eat about five million. It's such a bad contract. It's really, really bad contract. It's such a badly written contract. I don't know who did it. I think you're right. I really think a lot of this comes back to they don't have an owner. Like, they, they, I just, I think that is the Packers' biggest flaw as as a team is they don't have an owner. Like owners, for all for everything that everyone says about their owners and how much some owners suck and et cetera, et cetera, they do have a they do serve a purpose and there is no clearer case of that than the Green Bay Packers in my opinion like there's no more evident case of you do need an owner around so much yeah. money in that. so much money in that deal. yeah I think before we go on to the Vikings I think um, my, my my end is it's going to be a very very long season for the Packers whoever is um, QB1 there I, th- I think it's um I think you thought it were bad with the Seahawks with Russell Wilson in the season. This <laughs> is so much worse at the Green Bay. Yeah. yeah. 
This is going to be the Wentz Peterson Peterson story of this year, isn't it? It's going to be the one where we're getting loads of little pictures of like, look at them scowling at each other on the sideline, and it's, <laughs> that's going to be. Sorry, I don't think Rogers goes back. Not at all. I don't think he will. He doesn't I need to. Plays, I don't think he plays again for Green Bay. I think he'll no. walk. Off. I think he'll walk away. And I don't, I don't think Aaron Rodgers is the type of guy to make threats. No. I think he wants the GM gone, whoever it is. He wants whoever has running the club at this minute gone. You know, I, I feel like he's got, he's got. People can go on about Aaron Rodgers about has he done this rightly or has he done this wrongly? Is he holding the team to ransom? But the truth of the matter is, I don't think we'll see Aaron Rodgers again in the Green Bay shirt. I'd be yeah, surprised. I think, yeah, I think there's too many bridges burnt now, and they're, and they're, yeah. and they're totally gone out there. To, they're totally gone. It's, it seems unfixable, really. Yeah. yeah, I think I think he's gone. I think he's gone. I think you'll either retire. <laughs> Or you'll, or, or you'll fashion a trade or something. Um, people, people will probably think Denver will be in. I hope to God the Raiders. <laughs> are on that front. I really, really, really hope to God that the Raiders are on that front because we passed on them already. We drafted Fabian Washington. The pick, <laughs> before, the pick before Aaron Rodgers. We drafted Fabian Washington. Oh, yeah, it was dreadful. Um, thought in one season we'd lose Stafford and Rogers from the NFC. If it does happen, like it's gonna happen, it's gonna like, happen. We won't see him come back. Think about like how much of a seismic shift in the NFC North that realistically is in one off season to go from, you know, the the quarterbacks that were there to now what Kirk Cousins is arguably the second best quarterback in that division. <laughs> suddenly, like, what is this off season? How has this happened? I wonder what, I wonder what it would cost Aaron Rodgers. 38 years of age, coming off an MP, MVP season, has never really had a bad year. Has always been elite. His yeah. arm still looks amazing. Just won the MVP. I wonder what I wonder what his price would be. You know, if I'm looking at the Raiders, I'm thinking it's going to cost at least Derek Carr and a couple of firsts, and I would do it in a heartbeat. You know what I mean? <laughs> but you know, like what, what, what would you, I bet you Sam Fran would have liked of this drama to have happened before they moved up to number three. You know, you could have saved some capital and maybe got him. Well, there was some chatter we offered three to the Packers for uh, for Rogers, but obviously it has no real value to them. They've already drafted the guy that they think is the next QB. So, I, yeah, maybe we would. I think the price is kind of tough to tough to gauge though because. He has no value if he's – well, to the Packers at least, he has no value if he's saying he won't play again if they don't trade him. So, um, yeah. Not yet, Mr. Patrick. Have we done the Vikings yet? No, Pat, we haven't. I'm up next. That's a friend of mine. Hello, Pat. Nice to see you. The Vikings are up soon, yes. No, I, no, I, I think it's very strange, but it's probably going to happen, like you say, and I think – I think if it does happen, I think wherever he goes, I, I can't help but think he's looking at what Tom Brady's got right now and being like, man, that guy gets to pick basically whoever he plays with. Why do I not get that? I'm an MVP quarterback. Like, I just got MVP without winning the Super Bowl, like, without even winning our championship game. Like, like why, why can't I pick our draft? Like, why can't I pick who we go out and sign? Why do I have no say in this? And I think that's, that's going to be a big thing. Maybe that's the solution. The first ever quarterback general manager in NFL history. Maybe that's the solution. To I this mean, at, at this point, by all accounts, that's basically what Brady is, isn't it? Like he is quarterback, general manager, head coach, offensive coordinator, all at the same time, effectively. Like, yeah, like so. Peyton Manning used to be his LOC as well. That's how Adam Gase got head coaching jobs. <laughs> we all know how that one turned out. You know, like in, so, terms, in terms of star power, Adam Rogers has got it. 
You know what I mean? You know, he's yeah. bona fide star power. And he's you got to remember, he's only won one Super Bowl and he's still got that kind of star power. You know what I mean? He deserves another one. As much as I hate the Packers, like Rodgers as a player deserves another one. As a player, the Packers organization don't deserve any more, but Rodgers can go get another one. Um, I'll make a promise. If the Raiders sign Aaron Rodgers, I'll do me Rocky video live. (laughs) (laughs) I'll do it live, stream it. No longer an in-joke. Before we do move on to uh, JP's... One, there is a quick one from Liam from the group. Vikings winning the North. We will be we will be covering our prediction after JP's gone through the Vikings oh, draft. Oh, but okay. I, I thought I'd let I thought I'd just throw that one out there for the group before we get into this. So yeah, JP, the Vikings. What do you All what right. do you think of how they've done? Like, I, I mean, they already have a top tier running back. So yeah, they do. <sighs> Do you know what? I've been looking at this team for, well, pretty much on and off since the last podcast because I asked for the Vikings. And the reason I asked for the Vikings, and I am prefacing my analysis with this to try and not to piss off any of the viewers, I do actually quite like the Vikings. They're a little bit... I don't have a second team. I don't think that exists in the NFL, but I've always quite liked to see them do well. And, you know, I like them in the North. They're a good side. They're a good side. With that said... Um, I look at this roster and I want to like it more than I actually like it. There are some really, really good players there. There are some really good players there. I look at receiver. They got Thielen and, um, and Justin Jefferson. That is a, that is a really good tandem. I absolutely love that. You know, on the back end of the defense, they got themselves Harrison Smith. I love Harrison Smith as a player, you know, uh, real defensive leader, really like him. Um, Kendricks, I like at linebacker. I like, I like the D line. The D line's pretty good. They've added a couple of people to it. I'll talk about the draft in a second. There's bits of this team that I really like, and then there's parts of it where, like, it looks like the NFL's witness protection program. I just, I, there's players that I just do not understand how they're in the roles they're in, and I guess that's where I kind of am with it. I'll talk about the draft first because I thought they had a really good draft. I actually declared them the winner of round one. I think on after after the first the first night because they traded down and got for me one of the best linemen in the draft. Um, they went and got Darasaw. I just have to say that because Mark's on Mark's on. But I, like yeah, I like what they did. They moved down and got the player they probably would have got anyway. I, I can never question that. I thought that was a good pick. And you look at that O line. They need some talent infusion in there. There's a couple of good players. Garrett Bradbury is a pretty good center. You know, there's a couple of good players there, but if I'm looking at it, I'm going, yeah, I can see why they went there. They might have gone edge, but they actually picked up a couple later on, so I'll talk about that in a sec. They sprung a bit of a surprise going for Kellen Mond. Um, I really like Kellen Mond. I think he's got an inconsistency to his game, but I think he was he was all over people's boards. Some, well, Chris Sims had him in the first round. I don't know if anyone else did, but there was people that had him in the first round. There's a lot of people had him in the second. They were able to grab him reasonably late. You know, I, I thought he thought it was a good pick. And I think when you look at that QB situation, Kirk Cousins is nah. Kirk Cousins is an all right player. He's kind of like the Jimmy Garoppolo of the of the NFC North for me. There's no, there's nothing wrong with him, and he can take you quite far. But he's not a superstar player. I don't necessarily think Kellen Mond's a superstar player either, but I know why they brought him in. They're looking to the future at that position. Cousins' contract is huge. They can get out of it soon. 
Um, you know, and Kellen Mond, maybe they can bring him along. The only issue I may, maybe have there is the offensive um, coaching talent on that team isn't brilliant. Um, you know, they've lost a few people over the last couple of years. It, it's not bad, but it, it's not it's not great. Um, and then, yeah, and then just, just a few others up and down the draft, different you know, different picks that I like. Patrick Jones, liked him. Um, think he's a good player. I think he'll fit in well in Zimmer's defense. Um, they even grabbed Janarius Robinson, who I also quite liked. I was looking at edges quite a bit because it was quite weak at the t- not weak at the top, but there was. I think we've said already there was no outstanding edge in this year's draft. But I think what there was was there was a lot of like average to good players, and I think the Vikings got two good ones in good spots. I like both players, and one of the biggest reasons I like the Vikings is the head coach Mike Zimmer. I like Mike Zimmer. Um, I think he, you know, I think his defenses are consistently pretty good, um, and I just I, I like him as a head coach, and I think he's took them to a good level. The the issue for me, as it is with a lot of teams, well, there's a few issues really. Um, Corner, not sold on the corners. They brought in Patrick Peterson. I don't know how much he's got left. Um, I can see why they went for it. It's a veteran player, but I, I'm not. I'm not enthused by it. Um, safety's pretty good, you know, but I think think DB is an issue. Um, o line, I've already talked about. Not too keen on their O lineman. Um, they need Darius or basically he's a day one starter in the worst way, and basically he needs to be the tackle everybody thinks he is. Um, other than that, it's. I think the D line depends on Hunter getting back to health as well. We don't. I don't know what the current situation with that is. I believe he is on track to start the season, but also there's rumours he's not. He wasn't too happy with his contract. Might be traded. Blah blah blah. There's they've decent depth on the D line. They've a lot of like good role players. I don't know if they've one outstanding player beyond Hunter, but there's there's good players there. Um. In general, I think it's a good team, but it's just... I suppose in a scenario where Rodgers isn't in the north, they've as good a chance as any other team because the Bears are breaking in a rookie, which can go either way. I mean, we've seen it work superbly, you know, for some teams. We've seen it work badly for others. Um, The Lions are in the middle of a rebuild, you know. They're going to win games. We've already talked about that. There was so much chance as anyone, I just don't... I'm just not huge. It, it all depends on the Packers, really. I think. I, th- I think they're they're in a position to seize it, but I also feel a bit like they're they're a bit of a time bomb as well. The Vikings, really, they've been a sort of like average to good team for a while, and it's just that point of. I think the few teams are in this spot, and I think I said it about the Ravens last week as well. Get to this point, and it's like you can only really go up to the next level, which is like con- you know consistent contenders. Most teams don't make it there. Most teams fall back. And I think the uncertainty a little bit over Cousins' future, and to be honest, can he take him any further? I, I, I don't know. I know the answer to that question. I, I I'm not, don't think he's a bad quarterback. If things have worked out differently, he might be quarterbacking in San Fran right now, and then I would have to like him. So, you know, but that's... I think there's just things I'm not... I don't like it enough. I look at it and I go, yeah, good team. Nine and seven, something like that, but just not quite good enough to be a contender. I think they can nick the division in a scenario where Rogers isn't there, but I'm just not, and I'm just not that enthusiastic about them really. I like, I like what they're doing on the offensive line. They needed, they needed to get off um, Rashard Hill, who was a practice squad player. 
who they had like penciled into play left tackle. Last time last year, he was on the Jacksonville Jaguars practice squad. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was going to start left tackle. They got Christian Dallaso. Yeah. Um, you know my feelings about Christian Dallaso. I think he looks lazy at times, but I think that's because he plays the game very easily. You know, mm. the game comes easy for him. Um, I think if anybody's going to look, it's going to be Mike Zimmer. And I think, and I don't think he was lazy anyway. I think he was just that much better than the opposition when he was playing for Virginia Tech. I like Wyatt Davis, the guy who they got from Ohio. Um, I'm presuming he's going to play at left guard. Yeah. So he, a whole new left hand side. Garrett yeah, Bradbury, who was a high pick, is going to play centre. The right hand side, Ezra Cleveland came in. He was a draft pick last year. Um, and he gave, I think he was second rounder last year. And he was a, a flyer up the boards. And I think he, he could maybe play a right tackle. He might play a right guard. They've got Brian O'Neill. The offensive line's got a lot of question marks about it. And it's very young. Garrett Bradby's yet to show yeah. out. Christian Dallasaw, he's a rookie. Wyatt Davis is a rookie. Ezra Cleveland is a second-year player. Brian O'Neill's a young player as well. So they've got some questions there across the offensive line. It could either be good or can be absolute bin fire. Yeah, <laughs> thing, isn't it? There's a real like it's a real boomer bust. And I don't like teams that don't have a solid O line going into the year. And also that it's not like we talked about the Bears a little bit, where like you can make it work with your legs. Kirk Cousins is not going to do that. Kirk Cousins is a pocket passer. So he needs that pocket. If they do, if the O line does work out though, if that if that sell, if these new guys that are coming in do work out that they I, I can't help but bring bring him up again because I watched him run all over us last year. Dalvin Cook behind that line, if it is a good line, is going to do well in the North. Again, is the is one of the Northern run-heavy divisions. Like Everyone's trying to run the ball, and they do have a very good running back if that line works yeah. out. Like, Alexander Madison's one of the better backup running backs in this division. You know, yeah. he's, they've got a good one-two punch. I like Alexander Madison as well. And I love what they've got a wide receiver of Thielen and Jefferson. Yeah. That's one of the best tandems in the NFL. Well, and it I might think, be the best. I absolutely love it. Yeah, it's it's a really good tandem. Really, really good. I, I like their tight end. And I think if I was going to peg anybody for a breakout season in the NFC North this year, it would be Irv Smith Jr. If I was a fantasy yeah. player and I was targeting middle round, you know, tight ends, I would put Irv Smith Jr. pretty high on my list. You know, like of tight ends that I would want to stash deep on a fantasy roster. I think he's got the potential to be a very good player. Kyle Rudolph's moved off to the New York Giants, of course. But I think Irv Smith Jr. is a very good player. Mm -hmm. I think potentially on paper, there's a lot of question marks about this team, but it can be a good yeah. football team. Yeah, yeah. I just couldn't. I, think, I couldn't fight it. I couldn't like them enough. You know what I mean? I, I see it and I see the potential. But I just couldn't sit in here. I couldn't. I couldn't solidify it and say, "Yeah, this is definitely going to be a good team." I can say this is this could be a good team, but I can't say, "Yeah, definitely, one hundred percent." You know, that's that's my I like, issue. Really. I like what they did in free agency on defense. I still think Patrick Peterson's got something in the tank, a corner. You know what I mean? You know, the the, the Mike Mike Hughes has gone already. He's went to the Kansas City Chiefs. I saw. Yeah, yeah. Was, right. was never fit. Was never fit. But they've got Cameron Dantzler who was, despite his slow 40 time, was a good cornerback in Mississippi State and played in the SEC and played a lot of football last year. A lot of it rotates around Daniel Hunt and what they're going to get back. Yeah. They've got Anthony Barr to come back as well. And um, and I like what they did getting Xavier Woods from Dallas Cowboys and free agency to, to slot in at, at free safety. 
because of course they lost their free safety. And I think that whilst he's not in the same bracket, you know what I mean? He's still a solid enough pro. I think there's a lot of light on paper, but a lot, a lot's got to go well for them. Like you mentioned, Daniel Hunter there, and you know, they, they relied on him heavily, you know, like in the past. Um, I like Patrick Jones, you know, they picked up from Pitt. Yeah, I don't think he's, um, he is what he is. He'll play on the edge and he'll rush the passer in a 4-3 four, four system and he'll fit in perfectly at the Vikings and he'll keep getting into the backfield constantly. He won't give you anything else apart from that, but he'll keep getting into the backfield constantly. I think it's um, a nice little pickup from who could work out well from. We'll see. Yannick Ngokwe. That's what I thought when I watched Patrick Jones. Yannick Ngokwe isn't going to do much in the run game, but as a third down pass specialist, he's going he's gonna to get sacked. I, I yeah. might be wrong here as well. I might be wrong, but I think that this pick that they got and they picked Patrick Jones was an extra pick from Angokwe going to the Raiders. I, I, I might be wrong there. I think it's something like that and stuff I read somewhere. So there's a quick bit of a... Bit well, they, did, they, did, they did obviously trade for Angokwe last year and then traded him away. And I think that's probably what they saw in Patrick Jones is a saw bit on Angokwe-like skill set. Um, yeah. I don't think he'll be a full-time rotational player. I think he'll be a designated pass rusher. I think he'll probably yeah. find his way in the backfield and get a few sacks. Yeah, and Zimmer will know how to use him. That's the thing as well. A player like that going to a defensive coach, a good defensive coach as well. I think that's... I, I really like that pick. That was one of the ones I picked out and thought, yeah, top pick. Really, yeah. really like that. He's one of them I quite like for the radars in middle rounds. Obviously, we, <laughs> we went and got Coons, but uh, I would have been happy with Jones. I think... Yeah. Uh, I can't remember how many it was. The, the good thing with Vikings, they had so many middle round picks that they can throw, they can take stabs at and stuff that you'd think you'd like to think... Um, a few of them had come off, you know. I can't remember yeah. how many. To five. I think they had about eight picks, didn't they? Or something like that. Something crazy. The, the kid from Florida State, they got um, Janarius Robinson. Yeah, yeah. The other yeah. defensive end who they got. He's got, he's got, he's got traits, traits for days, as the phrase mm. goes. But he's very traits based. That whole Florida State defense was very, very poor. The flat had a deceive. They didn't even flat had a deceive. They just deceived. They were just shy. <laughs> they, were, they really were poor that defense. Um, Marvin Wilson went undrafted for Christ's sake. You know what I mean? And he was a first round talent last year. You know that's how bad that off. That's how bad that uh, Florida State defense looked. But he's got he's got a lot of traits that would make a defensive line coach excited. Yeah. But look, it's the draft. You, you, if you get two starters, you're doing well. And I believe they found two on the offensive line. I think they got Wyatt Davis. Yeah, Ohio's a good guard. One of the better guards in the class. And they got um, they got Christian Darasol. You know my thoughts on that. He should have been the Raiders pick. He <laughs> <laughs> should have been, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think, like, the only other thing as well, like, they're in a position where, and I could see them being one of these teams where if it doesn't start well, um, you know, maybe that's maybe they give Mon some games. I, I think they would have to be in a pretty dire straits for that. But they don't have a pretty, they don't have a particularly easy start to the year. Looking at that schedule, um, you know, the first four weeks they're they're on the road at, in Seattle and Arizona. Sorry, they're on the road in Arizona and then they play Seattle. Um, and they up, but I mean, there's a few games around it where you think they can pick wins up. But boy, oh boy, does it get harder as well. That second half of the schedule is brutal. Like. They play uh, the pack. Obviously, the Packers is a divisional team. The Ravens, the Cowboys, the Chargers. These are all like teams that I would expect to be there or thereabouts this year. I, I almost said the 49ers, but I won't. Um, you know, th th these are teams that can play, and I think they're going to need some padding down the stretch. They're going to need to start well um, 
fortunately, they usually do. It's usually the back end of the season that they tend to struggle in. They, they tend to have pretty hot starts. Um, but I think there'll be a lot of eyes on Cousins this year because they've got some big decisions to make there going forward. They need to know what the future is at QB. It's probably not him either way because of his age, but like, it depends how long he can play for, really. Um, it'll be, it will be interesting to see what, what happens there. But I, I do like the team. I may not have sounded like that when I spoke, actually, now that I think about it. I do like the team. I just don't know if I like it enough. And I think they're probably quite lucky that all this drama is going on in Green Bay because I think it will benefit them, regardless of whether Rodgers comes back or not, because there's going to be a lot of focus, as, you, as you've all said, on, on their situation and how Rodgers is handling it and all those sort of things. I think they can sneak under the radar a little bit as a result. So, yeah, optimistic signs. And I'd like to see him back in the playoffs, if only so we could run over him again in the uh, in the divisional rounds. <laughs> I, think, uh, I think Mark and Bones hit it on the head earlier. I think this division is going to be maybe not as bad as the NFC East last year, but it's going to come down to these last four games where they're playing each other and, yeah. and what players you have fit, you know, injuries and, are going to, be a ben- uh, going to be a factor. And, like, I know, like... Um, I think it's Vikings have got Bears um, twice in the last uh, four games, and, and so so I think that's what's going to come down to end really, really close. And when it's, when it, these division games at the end are going to decide who's probably going to go to the playoffs. I think that brings us on to quite nicely to who is who do we think is going to win the NFC North? Right. <laughs> well, I don't expect Aaron Rodgers to come back. I just do not see Aaron Rodgers being a type of player who makes threats like If he says he's yeah. not coming back, he ain't going back. He'll retire. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he'll step off and he'll, he'll step off as an MVP and it'll be a shock. But I just do not see a bridge being rebuilt there. And I just do not think that Aaron Rodgers is the kind of guy to go back on what he said. Yeah. Um, so I'm going without an Aaron Rodgers-led division. <laughs> um, the bookies at this moment in time, have the Green Bay Packers as clear favourites to win this division. They have the Vikings 3-1 as second favourites. If I'm a betting man, I'm putting my money today on the Chicago Bears to win this division. They're 9-2. It's a pretty good price. You know what I mean? Though? They're 9-2. Yeah. And um, I, I'm, I'm, I would have the, the, the Chicago Bears as an outside bet to win this division. They're third favourites at the moment. Detroit Lions are 25 to 1 bones. <laughs> I would also sneaky bet on them each way. You know, because I think that they could finish second in this division. Stranger yeah. things have happened. You know, like stranger things have happened. You know, and if, I, and if you yeah. want an outside punt, back, back the Detroit Lions each way. You know, if they can get the second place in that division. <laughs> but if I'm putting my money on now, I'm putting on Chicago Bears because I do not expect. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm going to come in there as well. I thought I was going to be the one that said the Bears when no one else did. So I guess I'll just have to have my weight to, to Mark's statement now. People forget they started well last year. I know there was some luck involved in that, but they were winning games last season. They've got a better um, they've got a better quarterback. I Yeah, I'm going, to, I'm going to say the Bears. I'm going to say the Bears in a non-Aaron Rodgers world. Jordan? Um I think um, I don't. I don't. I don't think um, you can. You can go against any of them, really. You know, to say who can win it that close, really. Um, but I, I think the Vikings will just sneak in and uh, get top spot. And I, I have the pair. The Packers line down to third. I do have Bears in second. 
And I think the Lions, like sorry, sorry Bones, I think Lions will be bottom. But I don't think, but I don't think it'll be as bad as like you know when you say oh the Lions will be bottom of the pack. I think it'll be so close, you know, with this division this year. And I, I agree with Mark. I don't think Aaron Rodgers will be there. I think um, it'll be uh, Jordan, Jordan Love time. But I think Justin Fields will yeah. overshadow him in the in that division. It will yeah. not be Jordan Love time. It'll be Derek Carr time. It's going to happen. It'll be Derek Carr time. In the mic, I thought you were going to say for a minute there, it won't be Jordan Love, it'll be Blake Balls time. <laughs> Blake Balls time. That'd be funny. It's I mean, a more depressing time in the world. I'm inclined to agree. I think I, I think the Bears, in a, in a non Patrick Mahomes world, under Patrick Mahomes, Aaron oh, Rodgers. No, I looked, at your, I looked at your friend's comment, Patrick Miller, and got myself all, all muddled up. Sorry, he said, <laughs> Lions going 0 6. You can't even go 0 16 anymore, buddy. It's a 17 a game season. <laughs> We're going 0 17. But anyway, no. Um, I think in an Aaron Rodgers list division where he's gone, the, that when that is over finally um yeah i think i think the bears with fields is a good shout to take is a good shout to take the division i don't think what liam said before about the vikings is a bad shout i think they're definitely looking like the runners up if rogers leaves i think green bay have a really hard fall without rogers mm-hmm. yeah. i think they're coming tumbling that that it's not a strong championship team they've built it's There's all... very little on that team outside him and Devontae Adams, really. It, it, if I'm being totally blunt and honest, it's... Yeah, I, I don't think there's a lot on that team. And if you've not got him to throw to Adams, how good is Adams anymore? Like... Do, you know, do you know what I look at? I look at their red zone offence, and it was phenomenal last year. The, the Green Bay Packers red zone offence last year was phenomenal. That was Aaron Rodgers. A lot of games were won on that red zone offence. You yeah. team with Aaron Rodgers, and you're not scoring as many touchdowns in the red zone yeah. as what you were. Just Jordan Love, or even if it is Derek Carr, or if it is Drew Locke, is not going to do what Aaron Rodgers was doing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's that's the truth of the matter, like you know. So what we're saying, Bears, Bears first, Vikings second, we reckon overall. Or I think, I think, I think in a world if it, sorry, I think if in a world where if it is somebody like Derek Carr who does go there, or Drew Locke who goes there, I still think Green Bay will have enough to be the yeah. second best team in the division. I think the Vikings have got too many questions and too much has got to go right this year. And I think the Lions will probably be fourth. Although I'm, I would, I'm still have, I would still have a punt on them each week because you know, like with that running team we talked about, you know, and I, I think they could, I think you know that that, that team if they get a lead, it could be hard to beat. Yeah, Jordan, you were going to say something. Sorry, no, I was just about to say, I was about to say um, if you are a, if if you're a betting, if you like a bet. I think um, Bears uh, at the, the odds would be a, would be a good shout. To be honest with you, I didn't realise they were that that big. What, what, what were it? Nine to two? Were it? Did you say nine to two? Nine yeah, to two. Vikings are second favourites. Um, yeah, the Bears are third favourites at the it's, moment. This time, I think Jordan hit on the head when he said before, and like we've said it a couple times, I guess now is it's such a tight division. Like it, it may not be a, a strong division, like we said about the AFC North last week, where it's got three teams that it could send to the championships this year. This isn't a three championship division. Like this, like you said, this is one team at best, but it's still going to be a close run race for that first, like, like we said, anyone could take it. But if I was going to put a bet on it, I would also at nine to two, I'd go for the bears. Like that seems almost too good to pass up on as a slight underdog. Cause it's not the underdog in this. Isn't that much like, 
I'd get on it now. So it ain't going to be that when Aaron Rodgers goes. You know, I would, I would, I would put whatever money I was putting on it now and preempt and take a bit of a risk that Rodgers is going back. But I just, I'm, I'm, do not see him going back. Just do not. Yeah. So in a Rodgersless season, we're 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 saying it's it's this then roughly. Yeah, I'd go with that. Jordan JP. J- yeah, that's that, that's fine by me. I, I think you could make a case for basically any of that moving around. But if I was forced to put it in concrete, I think that's what I would go with. If Rogers wasn't around, we have thought we've sort of forced ourselves to put it in concrete by doing that as the setup for the show. So we we kind of have to do that bit. Like it's a tough division to do it with, I guess. But no, I th- I think I agree. Jordan, do you have any feelings on that? No, I, I, like I say, I've I've gone for Vikings myself, but I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you three on the Bears. It, it's going to be one of them where you, you, the first to fourth could be se- separated by three or four wins. It's going to be yeah, so yeah. close. Yeah, a bit NFC East, like I think was it Mark said about better, <laughs> better quality. Yeah, I hope so. I hope we're not the NFC least of last year. Like, yeah, hopefully, yeah, Justin Fields doesn't trip and fall when he's seventy yards down the field with no defenders near him. Uh, anything like that, right? I'm safe to tweet that out then and get us some abuse from uh, from Packers and Vikings fans. Yeah, I don't think yeah, get fans. out. Yeah. <laughs> this is an Aaron Rodgers gone. Uh, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is gone with this now. We do need to make sure that that yeah, is killed him. Aaron Rodgers is dead. Uh, yeah. We can't confirm anyone will be alive at the end of the week, let alone on the team. Um, so, so, so next week where we're at, we've got the EFC East. We're going clockwork, so it's yeah. North East. So we're back to the EFC. We're in the EFC East next week. We'll 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 have a chat offline and we'll divvy up teams again. Yeah, be like just giving Jordan the pack the papers just to fucking throw it on because he gave me, you know, like he snuffed me this yet this week. But then um, we'll have a discussion on that. That'll be good. I hope everyone joins us back then. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll be nice, won't it? I think that's a good division to look at. Um, I think so, I might bagsy the Dolphins. Ooh, I think I might bagsy the Dolphins. Yeah. Dolphins sounds like a good one. As long as I don't have to do the Patriots. As long as I don't have to talk about... No. No. I've been confident enough just to go use pick first and I'll take what's left each time. <laughs> You know what I mean? I think I should get a state this time of who I actually want instead of just going with who's left. You know what That's I mean? Fair. So um, I, I'm think I'm thinking I might go for the Dolphins. Or I tried that last ones. time, and I took I, I took pack I took pack, and you gave me and you gave me bears. That's <laughs> <laughs> it. As always, it's been it's been a, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. It's been it's yeah. always great to talk to you guys about football. Like always, a pleasure, never a chore. Yeah. <laughs> Follow us on all the various social medias at Third Short Pod, as you can see below. And just to give it one last one last mention, because we might have some different people around. Matt was mentioning they've got some glasses in that have been done by Elm Bank Lasercraft. You can follow them on Instagram, and there is also a current one-time use discount code. But Thought I'd just quickly give that a mention while we're here, boys. But yeah, can I just, can I just throw something in and just give a big thank you to Bones for both hosting and producing? You've been thrown in at the eleventh hour, almost literally, and uh, you've done a fantastic job, mate. I don't think anybody. I don't think. I think it was seamless. I think it was seamless. You did a cracking job, fella. I've yeah, tried. I call, I call Master Zoom. 
So never mind Dean all of this. Like, <laughs> as a director, can I say as well, as a director at work, we're not have to set up a single Zoom meeting. I've been able to get everybody else and just go, can you set up the Zoom meeting and I'll just invite me in? You know what I mean? <laughs> I, think, uh, I think there's questions to be asked by Matt and Tom, uh, the producer. <laughs> We've got <laughs> a producer coming for home. Coming for your job. Coming for your job, man. <laughs> no, it's, it's thank you very much. No, it's uh, I've noticed I've been I do look at over this way a lot, but that is where the actual production screen is. So occasionally I'm looking over this way, but that <laughs> yeah, it's been fantastic, gentlemen. Um, and yeah, uh, people can follow us. We gave our prediction that JP's going to tweet out, and then we'll be back for the AFC East next week. So otherwise, guys, I'm probably just going to end the stream there. Yeah. So see you all. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs>